Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. What is psychotronic warfare? What was Project Stargate? Is someone trying to weaponize the paranormal in some new and chilling ways? Hello and welcome to the 661st edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I am Ben, and those clandestine questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad, Paul. And this afternoon, we bring you a well-known guest uh, on a really scary subject, and we welcome your phone calls. The numbers are 800-449. Can we take calls today? Um, well, I, I mean, guess you're sure we can. I'm sorry. Well, well sorry. We, we can take calls. Pretend um, I'm not here. 800-449-1240. That's the number to call from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. And one and 401-766-1240 locally. And also, we will monitor emails. Paul at BehindTheParanormal.com for emails. All right, well, thank you very much uh, to our station, certainly. And the reason for a little bit of confusion there is because we're in the middle of a, a very important event in northern Rhode Island here on 1240, and that's the uh, annual Autumn Fest weekend. And um, we are very grateful that uh, the station considers our show important enough because of its large global audience uh, not to preempt the show for that. However, uh, our station manager will be... Uh, Coming in or uh, calling in with uh, some announcements. Well, we'll be we'll be going down live to the to the Autumn Fest festivities where the majority of our station is today. Uh, they they are broadcasting there twenty four seven for this in, this entire event. And uh, due to the inclement weather, we'll be uh, going back and forth to them um, right. approximately every twenty minutes. So uh, we will introduce our very patient guest in just a second. But I want to say one more thing before, just in case I don't get a chance to say it. Uh, happy Thanksgiving Day tomorrow to all our Canadian listeners and all our Canadian friends and relatives of Ben and myself. And um, we hope you have a very happy day. So in the, in the meantime, Solaris Blue Raven is an author, broadcaster, lecturer, producer, director, astrologer, and just about everything else related to the paranormal, but more to our purpose this afternoon, she's an assessment specialist in psychotronic warfare, so, uh, synthetic telepathy, and covert technology. Solaris has a professional background in surveillance. Her books include Transmutation Through Ascension, Eye of the Remote, Black Operations in Areas Beyond 52, Mr. Sun and the Halloween Ball, Programmed by Deception, Eye of the Remote Series 2, and her latest, One Million Miles Till Midnight, all available on Amazon.com, and we'll give her a chance to talk about those books later. Her website is Solaris Blue Raven, w, uh, I'm sure, I'll start that again, SolarisBlueRaven.webs.com. So Solaris Blue Raven, bleh, mouthful, Solaris Blue Raven, welcome to Behind the Paranormal. Well, thank you, gentlemen. It's wonderful to be on board with you today. Oh, it's wonderful to have you. So let's start off with something that seems a simple question, a very simple four words, but it probably has a mile-long explanation. What is psychotronic warfare? Well, psychotronic warfare is, is a remote technology that's designed to brain hack a, a, a target from a distance. Insofar as uh, the technology goes, it's usually satellite-driven. It's signal-based where they can actually um, interconnect a target remotely and triangulate the target insofar as measuring the, <coughs> excuse me, measuring the electromagnetic field to a point where they can actually um, interconnect onto the target with the transmission of signal. And what this signal does is it hijacks the natural neural circuits, the brainwave activity. You're, if you're a natural psychic, it will hijack your, your psychic center. It literally weaponizes the brain. But what it also does is create a psychotronic driving system with an AI intelligence program interface where you'll sit there and you'll actually get forced visuals, visuals that you're not creating for your own psyche or consciousness. This is all a stream. It's like you're streaming a data stream of, of what we call... Um, their covert black technologies, the AI program. So that's kind of me summing it up. I hope I covered that area. I can go into other levels of it, but that's really how it's done. And it's done remotely, as I said. People don't have to get uh, physically taken anywhere. They can be remotely picked up. Alrighty. So we specialize in investigating paranormal flap areas, and we always run into the military. So why do you think that is? Why you run into the military? Yes. Yeah. Well, Every time. Are you getting too close? <laughs> Well, I would say that on some of these sites, you know, I'm very clear that the military, they stake power spots. So depending on your location of where you're investigating, I would say maybe it's part of their territory. But I will say I'm always using discernment these days when it comes to anomalies and investigations because you never know what's going to be partially a technological anomaly versus something that's actually supernatural and normal and organic. Okay, let's let's back up just a little bit. And I have to... Um to back up Solaris here on, on, on what she's saying, because um, I'm a veteran. I was not a very high rank, but I did have a clearance, and I, and I did some stuff that, you know, I, 
it, nothing too serious. Well, I, I don't know, whatever. But it's um, this stuff is real. That's my point. There, there really have been uh, psychotronic warfare projects, that, and, and we're going back to Project Stargate. And this goes back decades. Can you tell us about Project Stargate? And again, I say that to, to the audience, this stuff is real, and we're not making this up. Right. Well, the, you know, Project Stargate is just one of the tentacles of the beast, insofar as that was one that I believe was uh, way back in 1978, if I'm not mistaken, but literally dealt with, with that type of uh, psychic, basically investigating the psychic uh, you know, phenomena in association with the military, but also weaponizing the, the ability of a psychic insofar as what they could do with the mind and how they could uh, manipulate and control. And it was really, literally, in my opinion, it's a, it's a mind control program just glorified by technology. So that was one of the tentacles of the beast, but there are so many other projects um, they keep morphing the names. They keep changing the names. Um, nowadays, they have this, this artificial intelligence array system, which is really, um, that to me is the ultimate beast because this is a, an array system that's completely satellite-driven in the black satellites to a point where it can actually interconnect globally for mass mind control or induction or uh, any type of, of influence on somebody on a target, whether it's a group of people or it's just singular. Uh, right, exactly. And I should hasten to add, I wasn't involved in any of this stuff, but, you know, I was uh, the everybody was aware that things like this were going on. And in those days, the Project Stargate days, when it began, it was in response to a Soviet program. And, uh, you know, maybe or maybe not, they, they would have uh, started such uh, research, uh, if you will, militarizing uh, psychic abilities and sort of thing, if the Soviets hadn't done that. But there was really, as I understand it, the, uh, the, the, the light, um, you know, un, under the uh, <coughs> basket there was started by the Soviets. No, I agree with you on that one. They, they really did. And, of course, um, they're still very, very advanced. If you ask me, I think they're pretty much the masters when it comes down to mind control. The Russians. On a lot of different yeah. levels. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Although I do believe, you know, since we do have our own group of, uh, you know, I don't want to say the alphabet agencies, but they've been, they've been formulating their version of mind control for a very long time. And, you know, as you know, in the old days, they would be able to pull in a target physically and torture them with all kinds of electronics and, and electroshock therapy and drugs, and that would be their form of entrainment programming. Nowadays, they can split the psyche remotely. They can actually brain hack a target and create a, what we call EEG cloning and heterodyning, where they're actually creating personalities and alters, which they can program to actually get this target, whatever it is, whoever it is, to commit a crime. And it, it's really, this is something that needs to be communicated because it's a global epidemic, and it's happening here in America, and it's happening everywhere. Okay. And again, I say that this is not paranoia here. This stuff is real, okay? Is I, I am not... A conspiracy theorist. Ben isn't either, although there are times I wonder if I'm not getting there. However, um, l let's put another um, light on this, this military uh, encounter that we have, Solaris, and get your opinion on that. We very often wonder, um, is everyone assumes when they see this sort of activity that it's the military? You know, in, in the sense of being in a flat area such as Litchfield County, Connecticut, or, or even the uh, Bridgewater Triangle right near us uh, here in New England, where we've encountered some strange stuff that way. Uh, is it really the military, we often ask ourselves? Or is it some sort of uh, perhaps a, a private or corporate entity or uh, military contractors, as we um, see are very prominent today? I mean, do you have any information on that or any opinions? Well, actually, yeah, that's a good question you're asking. And, and actually, yes, there are private enterprise. There is a different division insofar as people who have invested in exotic technologies, and a lot of that has to do with psychotronic warfare and artificial telepathy. And I can point out a very, uh, quite a few, actually. I don't know if I should mention them on air right now, but I can tell you off air, uh, quite a few organizations that are aligned with contracted and contracted with the military, contracted with high presidential candidates and et cetera for surveillance, which is really advanced surveillance of psychotronics, artificial telepathy and induction, and pretty much mind-controlling a target. So, yeah, there's definitely private enterprise. All right. Uh, one of the areas where it's very prominent in the sense of what uh, uh, we refer to uh, public behavioral changes is in the Litchfield County case we've been working on. It was one of Ben's first. He started when he was 13. <laughs> it was 2005. And uh, in the course of this case, we've seen, and it's it's been well recorded. We have uh, show reporters and sort of spies, if you want to say, out there kind of uh, noting this stuff. Uh, people would begin driving way beyond the statistical probability, driving on the left side or on the wrong side of the road. Okay, um, when that was noticed in social media and in even in the local press, uh, the behavior changed, and people began driving off the road and hitting trees in ridiculous numbers. All right, when that was noticed, uh, th there was an outbreak of suicides, 
And uh, I'm thinking particularly of the, the Torrington, Goshen, Litchfield area. And this is a, a pretty much a I – mean, Torrington is a medium – I think it's smaller than, than Woonsocket here, but it's you know a medium to small city in central Connecticut. Nothing special about the area except for all this weird stuff. So um, this is – I know it just it – just, these are things you notice. You know, you really can't put your finger on something. But you do notice the the statistics, and you can gather data on it. But you know, then then you know the point gets lost and leads nowhere. So I mean, have um, do you have information about um, the uh, how how effective these things can be on large populations? Behavioral well, modification, they, right? Yeah, I do know they can they can literally create all sorts of behavioral issues from hearing the illusion of voices, as we all know, can be manufactured. So that's not necessarily meaning that they're crazy. They can create disorientation through different pulse weapons, electromagnetic pulse weapons, but also a scrambling transmission where they can literally scramble a target's energetic field and make them confused, um, kind of like what they do with uh, actually animals and birds, and et cetera, depending on the frequency that they're using with microwaves or whatever it is in signal transmission. They can certainly do that. I do think it's unlimited. To be honest with you all, I believe that they've perfected this technology, and I hate to say that, but I truly believe they haven't fully deployed it on that level, but it certainly is effective. They know it's effective, and I think it's only a matter of time before they start ramping it up, to be honest with you. What is the purpose of I mean, beyond protecting us, I mean, how is controlling us going to do any good? I mean, I don't know. What is the agenda here? Well, and whose agenda might it be? About, right. I believe it's re-education, and that's what I was told when I was inducted in 2004. It's re-education. It, it's literally an entrainment program designed to... Uh, have a, a target pretty much accommodate whatever is going on in the reality of the covert intel or whatever this agenda is. I call it the no world order. You can call it many different things. But literally, literally it's about enslaving the entire populace with one synced up what I call hive collective to a point where everybody's being controlled and manipulated. Um, everything from emotions to the mental state, um, everything gets modulated insofar as the AI interface. If they, if, this, if they pull this off, They'll be able to interface everybody globally to the point where there won't be the emotional spikes people have. Everything will be almost flatlined and, and very neutral, almost robotic. And literally, it's about mind control. It's literally about controlling the masses because when you're outside the box, you know how to expand in consciousness. You know how to uh, ascend on multidimensional states in consciousness. You're very psychic. You have abilities that go beyond the norm. They don't really like that, to be honest with you, and I'm pretty sure you both are familiar that. Well, so yeah. sorry, to, uh, sorry to interrupt here. We have to send okay. uh, our, cov- our coverage back to Autumn Fest for some updates on the current weather situation. So we are going to take this right back to the Autumn Fest festivities right now. Thank you very much, Ben, and this is Dave Richards at the uh, Spirit of Autumn Fest radio and TV truck broadcasting to you right now live at uh, 12.20 p.m. on Sunday, October 9th. Just got an update from the steering committee. All kinds of different things are going on. We have uh, a schedule for tomorrow. Now, as you know, we're going to extend Autumn Fest because we're losing some time today. We're going to extend Autumn Fest from 6 to 8 p.m. tomorrow. The fireworks will go off at 8. And this is what's going to happen at 6 o'clock. The pet show that can't be uh, seen today on our stage is going to come back. And that is uh, Penelope performing pet show. The Illusionist, also being preempted today, uh, is going to uh, come in tomorrow uh, at 7 o'clock after closing ceremonies at about 6.40. Then at 8 p.m., fireworks here at uh, World War II Veterans Memorial Park. Come on by and uh, be with us tomorrow. Of course, the Big Ten Division Parade is not in any jeopardy. The weather forecast is crystal clear and sunshiny with a high around 60 degrees tomorrow for that. Hope that you'll be with us. Uh, for today, no entertainment on the main stage, no finale rides uh, until at least 4 p.m. All Kitty Fest stage schedule events are canceled. Pat Patriot's appearance at Autumn Fest, sponsored by WOON and Cardi Furniture, has been moved from our broadcast location, where it's very wet, to the beer tent, where it isn't. And so uh, the kids will still be able to come by and see Pat Patriot. The kids will be uh, admitted uh, by the uh, people at the entrance of the beer tent uh, when they're going only in to see uh, Pat Patriot. And, of course, they, they won't be allowed anywhere near the beer taps, a special accommodation so youngsters can go in. Uh, they'll uh, be passed uh, individually through the, um, the portals there. Well, keep in mind one more thing. We'll have another update for you in about 20 minutes as things uh, change. They're also available to you instantly at WinsocketRadio.com. Now let's get back to more of the Paranormal Show and Paul and Ben Eno. 
Okay, well, here we are, back behind the paranormal. Ben and Solaris, you've got to love the counterpoint between fun, food, and pet shows going on in northern Rhode Island and uh, the uh, talk on this this side of the mic about uh, the whole planet being turned into a hive. <laughs> uh, so, so, Solaris, let's uh, continue, if we dare. that's called juxtaposition. Yes, all right, you know, very good. And uh, for, Oh, by the way, for those uh, listening in Australia, Mexico, or the U.K. who don't know who Pat Patriot is, he is the uh, the mascot of the New England Patriots football team and a very big cheese in this vicinity. So anyway, Solaris, um, w- w- I, I still am trying to get my, my head around that because I've been trying to get my head around this stuff for 46 years. The whole idea of, of controlling the population, I mean, uh, who, who wants it? Who's to be? I get the point of, of uh, you know, people having freedom is uh, annoying to the ruling classes or somebody. Uh, w- what's the deal here? And is, beyond that, there are many who believe that there is, you know, not, not to get nuts here, but an alien agenda behind all this? I mean, what? give us the picture here. Okay, well, as far as alien agendas go, I, I believe this is all done by man. I believe it's man dis- man's misuse of... Yeah, we don't need aliens to mess us up, yeah. Yeah, literally what they've done is they've, and I believe, I'm not discounting off-world intelligence, I'm a, obviously that exists, but I believe that they've really decided to, to work kind of rogue, in my opinion, on, on these levels. Um, insofar as who wants this, it's, it's pretty much uh, anybody who doesn't believe in freedom, insofar as the cabals go, and the global agenda. I mean, I can I can mention names with the UN and the EU. I mean, there, there are certain things that are escalating right now on the timeline, whether you want to see it or not, that's that's really infringing our on our rights as far as what's going to happen in the future for our freedoms. Yeah. And it's very concerning. I'm sure people can see it right now. It looks like we're being shadowed by this, this black umbrella, is what I call it, uh, with, with many control mechanisms. But I believe it's about controlling consciousness. I believe it's a spiritual war, a mental war, a physical war, a psychological war, a technological war. It goes on so many different levels. And, and literally, I believe there's a, a level of insanity to the people that are deploying this technology. I believe they do it because they can, and it works. Not because they, they have no ethics. They don't seem to care that they're harming people or destroying people's lives or brain cells. I mean, you have to understand that this is a remote brain hacking weapon, and it can be used to upgrade a target like a super soldier, or it can be used to destroy somebody remotely. So it has, it has two different ways to work with. So human nature being what it is, uh, this is, these, is these people are like a kid who's found a stick of dynamite and a lighter. Exactly. Yeah, basically they don't have any ethics as far as I can tell, and they certainly don't have the spiritual evolution to work with any type of the technology they have a- access to. But I will tell you, as you know, with the military, everything becomes weaponized. Whatever they get yeah. their hands on is, is a weapon. How can we take people out with it? I mean, that's their whole thing. Yeah. So now that they can weaponize the body through transhumanism and other things, it's very concerning. And this is all technical, by the way. We're not trying to create fear here. We're just trying to, I'm just trying to tell you that there is a technology that's being deployed that's doing these things, and that has the potential to be very destructive on, on the timeline. Now, from a practical standpoint, and we all know this, the bottom line motivator with, as far as we know, with, with people in Western, in our society, in modern society, is bucks, money, all right? And what is, is this, people, it seems to me that, that maybe I'm a child of the 50s here, and I am, but the more freedom people have to produce and to use their talents and all this thing, that produces more wealth. And uh, yeah, they, they might find a way to take it. But but if you turn everybody into a drone, I mean, how how does that serve the financial well-being of whoever's doing this? Or am I being naive? Well, I, I think that we'd like to believe that. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not too much uh, younger than you, I guess, in the illusion, or older, or whatever. But uh, I will tell you, I think that these guys really could care less about uh, the entrepreneur insofar as uh, abundance goes, but they also understand very clearly that they need their own version of what I call an enslaved race in order for them to basically put themselves up on this pedestal of the electronic God. And it gets to the point where money becomes, uh, they don't even care about the money anymore. I believe that they don't even care because they're understanding the mechanics behind the multiverse insofar as the transhumanism, immortality goes. I mean, it's taking on a different level. I think what their agenda is right now is to literally control, manipulate the masses to get them to do their bidding and then at some point in the continuum, and I know this sounds harsh, probably eradicate quite a bit, and then go to the next level of transhumanism with a small percentage. That's just what I'm seeing on a timeline. But I, I do know that with this type of programming, <clears throat> excuse me, it just makes them mad. They just become insane with greed. They become insane with the power, the illusion of power. If you can control everybody, I mean, it just makes people crazy. Well, it's funny that in, in, in almost nine years on the air, we have deliberately avoided this sort of discussion. But I don't think... 
I, I could, but we just keep running into this in our own work. You can't avoid it anymore, at least as far as Ben and I are concerned. Yes, so exactly. we, we keep using, everybody uses the word they. Um, how, how, how many, they, how many are there? Who are they? Where are they? Or do we know? Well, is I'm is it the government or is it, is it, is it a shadow government? Is it something bigger than government? I mean, you know, what say you? Excuse me. There's the military industrial complex. There's the, um, the alphabet agencies who are very much, very much globally deploying this technology. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are other countries that are connected with them that shake hands under the table. So you can look at it on the linear level where, yes, we have physical people here, operators that are part of the, the intel insofar as alphabet agencies go, <clears throat> excuse me, who are definitely doing this, that are definitely deploying this technology and they're getting away with it. Um, there, there are other, what I call different Hive collectives associated, and I can point out different areas on the map if you want me to, but the Middle East is one of them. Uh, we've got the Vatican as part of it. I hate to say that, but that's true. Um, we have things going on in the U.K. that's part of the Hive that are part of the control mechanism, and we have D.C. This is just that area. I'm telling you right now that these people have uh, have connections to this technology, that it, they've literally been deploying it, and it is a critical thing. People need to be aware of this, um, and the only reason I know about it is because I was pulled into it. Okay. How do you mean? I know, I know with, with your work, yeah. But uh, can well, you? How much? How much can you talk about that? Well, I was pulled into the technology in 2004, where I was able to decode it, and not a, not not only de- able to decode it, but I was talking to the developers and a lot of people who actually worked on some of these projects to a point where it was uh, very obvious to me which areas were involved. I also had a, a lawyer working on that case who was ex-NSA signals intelligence. So. People don't seem to realize that I, I actually do have a lot of information that I probably can't tell a whole lot about, but I do understand very clearly where the cabals are. I call them cabals. I call them hives because these are the people that have funded this technology, who've invested in the technology, and who are actually using it to control, manipulate the masses for their own agenda. And, and controlling people's belief systems, as you probably know, is huge. If you can get people yeah. to accommodate a belief system, you've got them. Yeah, no, it's true. It's been going on since uh, <laughs> the beginning of time. All right, let's shift gears a little and maybe uh, get Ben involved in this uh, more here. Now, Ben, um, as um, we often tell the audience, we're investigating these flap areas uh, for a long time now. Uh, several, uh, we spend years on these cases, and we keep running into the military. Now, from what Solaris has said, with the, the, the technology, and, and we have photographed a lot of strange gizmos on mountaintops uh, in these various areas. Is it possible that we're entirely wrong, something we always say we might be but don't really believe ourselves? Could we be wrong? And uh, the things that go on in these flat areas, the, the Bigfoot sightings, the UFOs, the ghosts, and uh, the shadow people, you, you, you name it, strange creatures, um, could these all be not really happening and uh, stimulated artificially by this, uh, b- by this technology? Deliberately. Well, the psychotronics, yes, the psychotronics can do that to somebody. They can create, they can force a hallucination onto a target to a point where a target might be experiencing certain things. Um, there's so many levels to it, but, you know, as, you, as we touched on, this is the weaponization of the paranormal and the supernatural, which means there is a legitimate wave of supernatural activity happening globally, and people do access that level of consciousness where they're seeing things between the spaces. They're natural psychics. I mean, we've always been naturally tuned into multidimensional space, so that's not... Uh, that's not unheard of, but what they're doing is they're, they're weaponizing that space. They're using a certain, uh, certain frequencies and signatures to hijack the natural transmission of the supernatural or the paranormal or whatever, whatever frequencies they want to tune into, and they're starting to recreate their own version, which is literally about hijacking the frequency and then creating a visual that's nothing to do with what's really going on. So I would say once again, yes, you use discernment, and, and also depending on the people that you're encountering when you're doing your investigations, you check them, obviously, you check them out psychologically, but also, if they're hearing voices, if they, if they seem like they're a little off, well, technically speaking, they could be hit with a remote program, and they may not even be aware of this. So there are things that happen on multiple multiple levels. So if um, let me ask you this question. So if, if they're trying to control something like the paranormal, yes, and there is a sense of control, are they actually manipulating it to the point where they think they can control it completely? Well, I think they're very arrogant insofar as what they think they can pull off, but I will tell you, if you're strong enough in consciousness, you can override their technology, you can override what they're trying to create, but, it, but most people aren't trained, and they don't understand the levels of spirituality and consciousness. That's the problem we're running into. Yes, yeah, I, I know really, just, uh, just what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's the biggest problem at all. I mean, you guys, you're all adepts. I mean, in my opinion, you're very advanced in, in psychic energy and in consciousness, and you know, I don't worry about you. You understand multiversal energies, but these guys... 
lot of these, a lot of these people don't, and that's why we're here, you know, to use discernment. Sure, it, it could be a spiritual thing, it could be a paranormal thing, but let's look at it also as it could be a technological thing as well. You know, sobering as this is, uh, this came up this past weekend. We were at the uh, Greater New England UFO Conference in Lemonster, Massachusetts, where. And I love I love these conferences because you have everything from PhDs all the way down to uh, you know you name it, and uh, everybody is interested, and it's a very um, diverse audience certainly. But the the, the sobering nature of this uh, came up as well in the sense of of people feeling out of control. You know, like what what can we do? Any of us uh, against the, 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 this reckless disregard for freedom and and uh, the principles that we were all hopefully brought up to respect um and I'm, uh, what what can we do as you said perhaps strengthen ourselves uh, in some way uh, i i don't know i mean i i I'm, i have no answers for it well i'll tell you what i did I, I pretty much fortified body mind and spirit i i learned how to basically decode the technology so i knew what i was dealing with um, understanding it is it's not a boogeyman. Once you understand that it's just technology, you can approach it on that level. But I do think that, that people need to be educated. That's the biggest thing. And, and fortified body, mind, and spirit, in other words, um, really doing what they can to protect themselves psychically, energetically, spiritually, but then going to the next level. And if they feel like there's something else anomalous happening that's technological around their house, well, there are things you can do. I mean, there, there are things you can create. Uh, radionics is a really good broadcasting method to broadcast out unwanted signals. In other words, unwanted transmissions that are trying to connect into your atmosphere. Radionics is good for that. Uh, there are certain techniques that you can use. Um, I've heard Faraday cages work fairly well. It just depends on the circumstance of each individual. But I will tell you, the next time people see these mass shootings and they see these guys flipping out and they're, they're killing people like the Naval Yard shooter who literally said he, he had it. He, read it. he wrote it down. He was telling people he was being targeted with psychotronic weapons. And people ignored it that he was mentally ill. Yeah, because well, it sounds crazy. Yeah, this technology creates a mental illness. This is what I'm talking about. When they do the EEG heterodyning and cloning, they're taking a, a possible schizophrenic brainwave and they're deploying it onto a healthy target brain. And they're creating this, this erratic behavior. And it's not, men, it's not mental illness. So this is what's so concerning to me. This yeah. is why I have my books out and this is why I talk about it. It's just, what's really sobering to me is that everything you say, I recognize it. It resonates with what I've seen. I don't know about Ben, but I think probably him too. Well, so um, the issue uh, would be to simply strengthen ourselves and uh, do the best we can do. But, you know, again, it's uh, working together. We can accomplish so much more than we can alone. I'm just, I'm really, tr I've never really understood what the, again, I, I hate to go keep going back to the agenda, but I think it's important. Uh, the the entire issue of what is the purpose of this? Uh, are they, you know, I just, and and what uh, what what are we seeing in our cases that that we may be misinterpreting as uh, really the paranormal and these things we've 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 discussed and we'll have to work on it. And we're going to have more shows with you on this because it's a very important subject. But I think we certainly uh, have agreed that um, the multiverse, the the idea of of uh, parallel realities that may be um, controllable to a certain extent and uh, wherein people and governments and authorities or whomever uh, may seem able to manipulate space and time. Uh, th these are all things that, that we seem to have run into and that you um, verify as being, uh, you know, from your own experience, as being uh, real as well. So I suppose the question arises, uh, what do we, um, how, do, how, how would we proceed as investigators with this uh, in a case like Litchfield or uh, now Western Pennsylvania, uh, where there is mil a military or some sort of presence, low-flying aircraft, things of this kind, and people seeing things, including me. Uh, I, you know, for the first time uh, in my life, I believe that I saw Bigfoot two weeks ago. Uh, I was sitting up looking. That was we got a lot of strange lights in the sky in this particular field. We had photographs of them in May, and uh, I'm sitting there in my truck by myself. And I look to the right, and th there is this figure walking up the hill in brilliant moonlight. You couldn't mistake it. And um, I, I, I used to, I used to kind of take it with a grain of salt when people would say. What, what they would say about having these experiences and having these feelings and things like that. And now, now that it's happened to me, it's a little different. So, um, you know, you have to kind of leave the intellectual bubble that, that at least I sometimes live in. And uh, you have to admit that I saw it myself, whether it was real. Uh, but now I have to consider the possibility that it was um, um, deliberately created in my mind by uh, 
some weird stuff that's over on uh, a couple of hills away from this. Right. Well, I'll tell you point blank. I under I know your background as far as your frequencies go, and your and your son as far as your multidimensional frequencies. And I can tell you that you vibrate at a very high frequency. When you start seeing things, you're usually resonating on the dimensional space you're seeing the object or the person or whatever it is. So in my opinion, I believe you're probably 100% legitimate. That's just my own intuitive hit. But I'll tell you again, yes, they can simulate those things. They can certainly simulate it through the old way that was a Project Blue Beam that they have. But there are certain ways to create a, a projection scene to a point where they can start messing with people's minds. Uh, another thing you were mentioning about what is the purpose behind this. Well, the simplest answer is controlling consciousness, controlling reality, because everything is dimensional space and frequency. So if they can control the grid, they can control energy, then they can control reality. And that's really what it boils down to, controlling in, and, and encompassing everybody into a false matrix where they're forced into a certain visual of a feed when, in fact, actually we're not supposed to be in that matrix at all. So that's part of it, in my opinion. Also, that we are multidimensional beings, that we contain within us multidimensional states of consciousness. That's right. And, and you know this. Uh, we've talked about this before when you were on my show. But we exist simultaneously in multidimensional space. And with that comes soul extension, soul dissension. We are vast beings in suits. Yeah. And, and this is something they're interested in because with the contactees, they'll take those contactees and they'll track them with covert intel and military, and they'll take them into military abductions and assess them and try to extract data and then put a screen memory in. And the screen memory, memory is done through psychotronics. And this is what I've been trying to educate the people in the UFO community on. They don't want to go there. Some people do, but a lot of them don't because, I don't know, I guess it bursts their bubble. But I'll tell you, that's the method behind some of that, and I hope I answered your question. No, of course. Well, again, there are many answers to many questions, I think. On the um, one of the things that I'm curious about, we have a, another break in a minute. Ben, Ben will just break in uh, when we have to take the break. Don't worry, I'll scream at you. Okay, well, you don't have to scream. I'm right here. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what, why the low-level flights? Now, now, again, we have another possible anomalous area in um, the Lemonster, Mass vicinity. A lot of things going on there, and everyone is wondering why um, why these low-level, apparently military flights or the, the, the ubiquitous black helicopters are are taking place. That's very interesting. Well, it can be multi-leveled, as you said, or multi-layered, because, you know, I do notice them. I had a C-130 over here not too long ago, of course, and that's not a black helicopter, obviously. But it tells me they're doing some kind of remote surveillance of some kind, perhaps, or, or definitely looking for something. And, and, of course, with all the things that are happening here in this country, it can go into different areas. But when you start seeing military's interest in a certain area and they're staked out there, I would say that something's going on, whether it's a, whether it's a location of a power spot anomalous UFO activity or something else that's attracting that type of presence because they're there to defend something there, in my opinion anyway. That's my assessment. They're there because they want to protect and make sure that they're there to defend anything that's incoming. I always feel bad for breaking into conversation, but right now we have to take it back down to the Autumn Fest ON trailer so that we can hear more about what's going on down at Veterans Memorial Park. All right. Thank you so much, Ben. And... uh, Here's uh, what we've got. Um, just give me one second. Okay, the uh, main rotary band stage has been updated. That um, 4 p.m. is when they're expecting to start all the festivals, uh, all the music and stuff like that. The entertainment for the band stage on Kitty Fest will not open today. The Rotary Live Entertainment Band Stage update for Monday, 6 p.m., is going to be the Penaveno Performing Pet Show. Then 6.40, the closing ceremonies. And then they're going to bring up the Illusionist uh, from 7.05 till uh, fireworks time, the Illusionist Dave Gowries. Sorry I pronounced that name wrong. Um, And then the fireworks are postponed till Monday at 8 p.m., Pat Patriot will be at the Rotary Band, uh, Rotary Tent, and the kids will be able to go in and see Pat. And uh, the Finale Amusements are going to open at 4, and uh, Mega War for today has been canceled. These updates are on live, uh, updated live on uh, OneSocketRadio.com and at our Facebook page, uh, OneSocketRadio.com. Now back to the paranormal. Yeah, back to the paranormal, all right. Uh, this is a pretty so- sobering uh, topic we're discussing today with, Sol- uh, with Solaris Blue Raven, uh, who is an expert in surveillance and um, some of this military psychotronic technology. And uh, I- I'm fascinated in comparing notes with her on some of the things we've run into in researching what we refer to as flap areas, where a lot of this military activity does, or, or uh, paramilitary activity, depending on what it may be, uh, does does occur. Uh, I'm-, I'm interested, too, uh, Solaris, in... 
your opinion on one report that, well, actually several reports that have come from the new Pennsylvania area that we are uh, researching. Low-level military flights by both black helicopters and C-130 transport aircraft that, that drop something that, that is like a residue that hits the trees and the grass and then evaporates. I mean, have you heard of anything like that? Because we're trying, still trying to figure out what it is. It hasn't happened while we were there yet. Do you know what color the residue is? Has anybody been able to look at it? Or uh, the the, uh, the witnesses describe it as as sort of uh, silvery to bluish. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. It sounds like some form of a nano. Uh, it's a, I, it's I, a new I, wrinkle in our experience, anyway. Yeah, I I do know that that makes me a little bit concerned. I'll have to take a closer look next time I see one of those uh, C-130s over my house because one was extremely low a couple weeks ago. I, mean, I could have touched it. I'm not kidding. This thing was so low, I thought it was going to crash. Yeah. But I will tell you, um, it's possible. I know they're doing surveillance of some kind, uh, whether it's just the area or whatever, but that's interesting. I'll have to do more research on that. I can't really tell you point blank. Well, the funny thing is, I mean, there's the satellite technology today where the thing can be, you know, in in, in orbit around the Earth and, and look through your, your uh, live at your roof into what you're having for dinner. I mean, that sort of thing. I mean, this. It doesn't seem uh, like low-level flights would be, but again, th- th- at least this is what I learned in intelligence training. You just, you just, um, you, you keep people looking the other way, uh, right, the right information from the wrong sources, and vice versa, and everybody just keeps guessing. You know, so right, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. we do that quite a bit. There's always something happening in between the spaces of what they are creating for people to pay attention to. But at the same time, I think when you see a physical presence, there's something here. Yes. Um, they're looking for something or they're doing physical surveillance. And, yeah, not all the time uh, do people get the, their homes, uh, you know, completely mapped through satellite-driven technology, although that's becoming more and more popular these days. And nowadays, really, you know, everybody who has an iPhone or a computer, as you well know, can get remotely accessed and they can get whatever they need from people. Absolutely. Yep, that's true. In areas such as, uh, I'm thinking of Central Connecticut, again, now uh, there seems to be a central, and we may, may have identified one in the Pennsylvania Triangle, uh, physical location where some of this, whatever they're doing, may be centered. In the Connecticut case, it's a farm where there's no farming. whole place has been rebu- rebuilt. It looks gorgeous, uh, but for a long time there was a uh, huge metal sheet, thousands of square feet, only visible from the air, where a barn had been, excavation had taken place underneath, and all sorts of bizarre things seemed to occur there, although rather quietly, everything except farming. So the opinion that we formed, uh, Ben did so uh, before I did, was that they are doing research there. Uh, and why there? Because that's where the, the parallel world intersects, do seem to converge, that allow all these paranormal phenomena to occur. Now, maybe we have to consider revising that at some point, but uh, rather than them doing research on at these spots, maybe they're causing some of it. Mm-hmm. Well, so, they certainly can be hijacking it. There's no doubt about hi, that. Really, that's a good have, word, yes. Yeah, because when there's when you have ley lines, as we all know, power spots everywhere, as I said, the military will definitely hijack that, and they'll definitely stake their own, uh, what I call they stake themselves on the power spots. But that makes sense to me that they would do something like that and, and probably try to maybe create their own version of a, a wormhole yeah, or use yeah. the energetic signature of that, that, what I call a portal of some kind or whatever it is, to literally hijack it to see if they can actually interpolate it in a different way. I think they're really kind of experimenting almost in a Frankenstein fashion, if you ask me. It, it becomes very reckless because there's so many things to the multiverse. They don't, they're not considering the intelligent energy beyond it. You know, it, it's not just like it's just energy. It's intelligent energy. And when intelligent energy gets attacked or it gets interfered with, there's always a counter. Yeah, okay. Wow. All right, so before we finish burning up this hour, which we're doing very quickly, Tell us about your books, where people can find out more about you, and your website. Well, and anything else you'd like thank to. you for having me on, too. You all are wonderful people. Um, my books are on Amazon.com. So you can certainly purchase them there. Just Google my name, Solaris Blue Raven. My website's Night Shadow Anomaly Detectives as well, and people can access um, anything they need to know about me over there as well, in addition to my Solaris Blue Raven website. And I have, um, what else do you need to know? That's pretty much it. Well, there are, there are links to Solaris, uh, Solaris' site on, uh, on our website, BehindTheParanormal.com. And uh, certainly, um, I was very um, impressed with this particular guest when I was on her show. We had a wonderful conversation, and uh, I, I just, there are very few guests who make me think the way you do. And it's, um, I don't know, I don't always like it because it's not pleasant, but that's not your fault. It's important to know. <laughs> I just don't like thinking in general. No, yeah, well, hardly. You know, well, thanks a lot, Ben. I'm kidding, Ben. Uh, anyway. It was, it, I kid. So, uh, 
where is the where is this all going? I know I've asked that before, but I'm asking in the sense of what what is the next step by whoever is is doing this? I think it's all about transhumanism. To be honest with you, I think it's about man being interfaced permanently with machine, electronic God to a point where they're actually being controlled and manipulated, modulated. Behavioral modification is a big word, and that's the word they've been using for a very long time. But now they're doing it through transmission of signal remotely. Wow. It's the easiest way to. It's odorless. It's tasteless. It's very hard to detect. But there are ways to detect if you have implants or signals bouncing around that are not part of you. But still, I think that's what's going on, intuitively speaking. It's funny you should say that because we, uh, at least on the uh, um, the Litchfield, Connecticut area, where, where all this behavioral stuff was occurring, uh, we have brought in a behavioral scientist who is consulting on this case as well, and perhaps that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Although, yeah. and hopefully, there. Oh, go ahead. No, no, although, you know, introducing her to some of the, these concepts that we've discussed, you know, the weird stuff on the mountains, the, the public behavioral changes, she's just as stumped as the rest of us. Well, she should look into the EEG cloning and heterodyning and, and the psychotronic warfare, because once you start understanding technology and how it can be deployed and how it affects people psychologically, then you're going to understand a lot more. I encourage everybody to pursue that and study it. Okay. Now, we've talked about all this going on in our own country what is the global picture? Is, is this globally coordinated? Uh, I mean, nations don't always get along, obviously. And I, I mean, how how effective is this globally? Oh, I believe that there are many, many people who have been pulled into covert assault programs. And, uh, you know, they have the targeted individuals. That's another uh, tentacle of the beast. And I know that because I was actually assistant in, in facilitating and um, basically consulting so far as helping people across the globe. And so many people from different countries were contacting us that have been hit with technological warfare. Uh, a lot of people in Germany, U.K., across America, across the world. Uh, so it's pretty much everywhere you know, people are getting affected. And, of course, in their own countries, they're being uh, pretty much assessed as being psychologically defective or something's wrong with them when, in fact, they're actually being hit with technology. So it is a big global epidemic, and also it's being used for it. I didn't probably mention this, or maybe I did, but the sci-fi technology with the artificial telepathy is a clearance beyond a clearance. It's the communication system that's interconnected life feed real-time with handlers and operators so that a real good spy has access to all the data life feed real-time, and they don't, wear, they don't need headsets, they don't need cell phones, they don't need anything. They're plugged in. What alphabet soup words? I'm thinking of HARP, but that's more weather as far as I know. I don't know a lot about it. Uh, what alphabet soup words might or acronyms might be associated with this clandestine and very negative program to turn us into a hive? Are you talking about the alphabet agencies? Yeah, the agencies or, or the, t- yeah. the the the. I can mention them if you want me to call them out. That's, I mean, I know NSA is involved. Do you, I know f- do you feel that? Yeah, if you feel that you should, doesn't bother us, does it, Ben? Okay, no. I mean, I Not know really. people are deploying the technology. I know FBI has access to it too. This is what I mean by these these agencies. Let's not forget DARPA. Let's not forget uh, Department of Defense. I mean, I can go down and down and down and down the list. But, <laughs> but I will tell you that they all have certain pieces of this technology. There is a global agenda insofar as how they communicate with the information. It's also, there's some of this technology that's being sold on black markets, so you're going to see some, some spiking up of people that I'm very concerned about, like maybe some of these potentially terrorist organizations trying to deploy this type of technology, which I think is a really big deal, because if they can sit there and utilize this technology against uh, their targets, they can get them to conform into their quote-unquote religion, ideology, yeah, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that could be a harmful thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. We are, at least I get the impression, and most people do, that the world is kind of fragmented, obviously. You've got the religious agenda on one side, and people blowing each other up. You've got Putin invading Ukraine, I mean, you name it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody's got their own agenda. Is that simply a um, an illusion to a certain extent, and that there is some sort of control going on behind that with uh, this sort of technology? Or, or is it possible for humans to be that coordinated? Because I believe just, that they uh, are uh, just, coordinating uh, something on... Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's okay. I, I think they are coordinating something on a multi-layered level. I, I think so. And, and these wars, these strategic wars, I don't believe in coincidence, as you probably don't. Nothing no. happens by accident. There's right. no such thing as an accident, to be honest with you all. If people say they've had accidents, I, I'm really starting to look at things in a very different way because I don't believe anything is an accident at this point in the continuum. Yeah, there is something I wanted to mention really quick. I talked to one of the, a colonel who um, was on my show not too long ago, was telling me about satellite beaming and, and how he wanted to see a satellite beaming technology, which they know exists, um, basically deployed onto the masses for like an alpha wave to calm people down. I mean, this was on my show. 
So just to give you an idea that they want um, to be able to manipulate and control the masses. I don't understand why there's conflict. To be honest with you, I wish we could all ascend on a higher level of consciousness and be peaceful. But for some reason or another, they want to create this conflict. But, but they do it to control and manipulate. And also because we, we've talked about archons before and also feeding energy, feeding off of the drama, feeding the negativity. I believe that there is a feed going on on a mass level of prana and life force. All right. Now, we're almost out of time, but y- you know our theory of parasites that we run into, mm-hmm. you know, the, the things that in folklore are known as demons and this sort of thing. We, um, uh, the first chapter of our book that's coming out in January um, is dedicated to the history of the paranormal in, in human affairs. And in our opinion, uh, the little nasty little fingerprints of, of parasitical entities are all over some of the events that occurred in our remote history and, and uh, coming forward also as well. Do you see, and this really pushes us to the beyond the fringe here, do you see, um, as we do, the presence, uh, known or unknown, uh, conscious or, or, or unconscious on the part of our species, uh, the presence or the fingerprints of entities, and I know you said that it's not, it's a man-made thing, but, but the, these things are so intertwined with our, our history and, and our, our affairs that uh, we, we see that the fingerprints of parasites who feed upon us uh, and our negative energy, for lack of a better way to explain it. Um, I mean, do you see any of that, or is this entirely human-made from without any assistance from something that wants to feed on us? Well, I can tell you point blank that, that some of the technologies that they've reverse-engineered, reverse-engineered, so supposedly um, were literally artifacts, ancient things that come from, quote-unquote, off-world species. So I would say point blank that, yes, there are parasites, there are I suspect portals that were open that weren't supposed to be open, excuse me, open, which were like uh, rips in the space-time continuum in the illusion of. So I think a lot of things did descend in or connect in. I'd also tell you that the technology in general, this type of technology when you're interfacing with people, anything electrical, as you know, is going to attract a type of astral parasite or any kind of parasite. So that's, that's going to also create a spin on the, on the modality of the transmission they're using. Yeah, that's true. One of the first things we ask in, in a case where we suspect there are parasites is, what has your electric bill been lately? And people say, funny you should ask, it's been sky high and it shouldn't be. Because when they can't get you, they'll feed on your, electri- your electricity. Um, yep. The, the high tension wires, the presence of high tension wires. Very often paranormal events, things we call paranormal, would occur uh, within uh, 200, 300 feet of those things. So... Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think we're pretty much out of time, but Solaris, thank you for a very, I'll use the word again, sobering conversation and yes, very indeed. fascinating, and uh, the first of many, uh, I hope. But we'll be in touch off the air because I, I have some questions for you. But uh, okay. again, everyone. Thank you both. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so, then the uh, script is wrong. It's one week from today, as you know. Yes, so one week from today on Sunday, October 16th, join us at Roger Williams Park in Providence, uh, Rhode Island, for the Taking Steps for Crohn's and Colitis uh, Charity Walk. And uh, we'll broadcast live from the event at noon with uh, paranormal investigator Sheen Searway, author William J. Hall, and who knows who else might turn up. And uh, to join us and the rest of the team behind the paranormal, or just to donate, you can see a link at BehindTheParanormal.com, and the walk is two to three miles and begins at 10 a.m. Uh, listen for the uh, promotional spots here on ON 1240 as the date approaches. I just want to mention, too, that some of the people have found the, the, the site a little bit confusing. Uh, you can just click on one of the names of the team members there, and you, and you, can, you can donate in um, the name of that person. You don't have to become an actual person. Because the idea, if they have a star next to the, the name in, in the, uh, the list of people who are on the team, uh, they are people who are raising money from additional people. So if you just want to donate, just click one of those names, maybe Ben's, make him look good. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever you can donate. But $15 or more uh, on our team page that way, and you will get a free... Uh, paranormal, uh, behind the paranormal, ON1240, taking steps for Crohn's and Colitis t-shirt, uh, to mark the occasion and hopefully to walk with us and hopefully the weather's a lot better than today's. So on Tuesday, October 18th, in another event, uh, I'll be the speaker at the monthly MUFON event in the Philadelphia area. That's the Mutual UFO Net- Network, a very, very credible organization. Uh, my subject will be Strange Connections, UFOs, Cryptids, and Ghosts. That will be 6.30 p.m. at the Tredefin Public Library, uh, Upper Gulf Road, Wayne, Pennsylvania. And you can find out more about that at MainlineMUFON.com. Uh, then on Friday evening, October 21st at 7 p.m., uh, Ben and I will present our program, What's Really Behind the Paranormal, at the Enchanted Cafe, 7484 South Broadway, South Broadway, Red Hook, New York. 
and you can see the Enchanted Cafe Redhook.com for information on that or our site BehindTheParanormal.com. Meanwhile, find out more about the show, our public appearances, and more at that site, BehindTheParanormal.com, where you'll find nearly 700 free recorded shows from both ON 1240 and our four-and-a-half-year run on CBS Radio, along with special shows and podcasts. And our forthcoming book, Behind the Paranormal, Everything You Know is Wrong, is available for pre-order on Amazon.com. And the book is slated for release by Schiffer uh, Books in uh, late January, and will be in bookstores around the world. And there will be a release party of some sort as well as a book signing, so probably here in our local listening area, and we'll let you know about that. Uh, you can find my other books on Amazon.com, Amazon Kindle, Barnes & Noble Nook, and all those usual suspects. It includes uh, Faces at the Window, Footsteps in the Attic, Turning Home, God, Ghosts, and Human Destiny. And uh, now for something completely different, Rhode Island, a genial history, written with my, my dear friend uh, who recently passed away, uh, Glenn Laxton. Uh, that's available there as well. Uh, also on our website, you'll find direct links to several charities uh, that Ben and I have adopted, and that includes usacares.org, Canadian Veterans Advocacy, and Youth Mentoring Connection in Los Angeles, uh, youthmentoring.org. Uh, doing great stuff out there for at-risk youth. Also, helpforhaiti.com. Check those out, please. <coughs> All right. So what do we got next Sunday, Ben? So next Sunday, that's uh, October 16th, you, you will join us live as we broadcast from the Taking Steps for Crohn's and Colitis Charity Walk uh, from uh, Roger Williams Park in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. And co-hosting will be uh, investigator Shane Searway and author William J. Hall, who we saw yesterday at the uh, very successful uh, Lemonster uh, UFO conference. Yeah, the Ready to Wing UFO conference. And many thanks to Susan Spooler and, and Tom and all the whole team up. They did a terrific job. It was a great event, huge crowds. It was yeah, it was one. a really big turnout. Was, yeah. yeah, no, they did a great, the, an amazing, amazing job. And, really great. The, the dinner afterwards was also interesting because I didn't know that Travis uh, Walton played guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either, actually. Uh, anyway, we'll leave you this afternoon with a quote uh, from that. That most quotable of American authors, Mark Twain, anyone who stops learning is old, whether 20 or 80. Anyone who keeps learning stays young. The greatest thing you can do is keep your mind young. I'm Paul Eno. I'm Ben Eno, and Mark Twain also said that in, there is no climate in New England, only weather. And speaking of such, we're going to take you back to the uh, live coverage, or Owen's coverage, of Autumn Fest 2016 in just a bit. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal.